The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday season is just around the corner, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. A big chunk of gingerbread that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs, that is. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap also. And at almost five ounces, this soap should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com. But if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. What's on your mind? The era of big government is over. You want to cut the line? I want to change the sentiment. We're running away from ourselves. And I know we can score points that way. I was a principal architect of that campaign strategy right along with you, Judge. But we're here now. Tomorrow night we do an immense thing. We have to say what we feel. That government, no matter what its failures in the past and in times to come, for that matter, government can be a place where people come together and where no one gets left behind. No one gets left behind. An instrument of good. I have no trouble understanding why the line tested well, Josh. But I don't think that means we should say it. I think that means we should change it. I think so, too. What do you think, Josh? I make it a point never to disagree with Toby when he's right, Mr. President. Then you and Sam get your people together and get to work. Thank you, Mr. President. Wrong. The best music on the best station. Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, hi. <laughs> it is Tuesday, November 8, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska. That is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. It's over. Election day, over. election day, yeah. It's finally over. Mm. Yep, and uh, I, you know, it's just, it's just, it's staggering to even think about the sort of great, greatest slash worst hits of the past year and a half. I know. I've got sort of a small list that I put together for uh, for Facebook yesterday of just the the top ten, according to me, the top ten most ridiculous. Trump quotes and uh, 
But, I mean, you combine that with everything else, because you can't even really make... I mean, it's almost obscene to make a top 10 list, because you almost have to make, like, a top 100 list when it comes to that goddamn clown dictator. You have dictator. to do what, what either what the New York Times did with all of the people that Trump has insulted, <laughs> or do yeah. what Kurt Eichenwald did with, like, the 129 things he discovered about Trump during his investigation. <laughs> Jesus God, I've never seen anything like that, huh? What is, um... So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling... You know what? Actually, I'm feeling fairly positive. I mean, everything changed, for me at least, in terms of my attitude... Uh, on Sunday, when that second FBI letter came it out, did. it did. That was that was a big help. That was because here's the thing. I'm I'm a while I while I'm the first one to admit that news cycles are are 24 hours at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can have a yeah. good, literally a good day and a bad day. I think that more than anything else, it's measured out in weeks. Yeah, and I think that on Sunday, the idea that Clinton had a had got that momentum really quickly at the beginning of the week. I think that was a good thing. And yeah. the fact that there wasn't, you know, quite frankly, the fact that there wasn't any time for that to go bad before Election Day. And, you know, I have this theory. And, and again, I don't know if this bears out in the math or the methodology of the polls. I have right. this theory that a lot of times people respond to poll questions regarding who they're going to vote for for president simply based on whether or not they approve the latest thing that that presidential candidate has done or not done. In other right. words, they're just reacting to the news story of the day and not necessarily who they're going to vote for in the end. But I think what we're seeing now is, uh, at least over the past week, going back to what you were saying with regard to the weeks, I think with the past week, um, I, I think that it's, I think the FBI stuff, and this goes back even more uh, into the past, I think the last 10, 14 days since that first Comey letter, I think people weren't reacting necessarily to the FBI letter. I think there were some reactions to it, but I think by and large, the polls were already narrowing before the first Comey letter. That's true. They were. And I think they were starting to, um, I, I think Clinton was starting to pick up some steam before the second Comey letter. So I think she was declining before the first one, and I think she was gaining before the second one. I think you're, yeah, actually, I think you're right. And I think that it's just, I don't know. I think it's just an arbitrary thing that a candidate who's really far down in in this uh, environment now, in in this current political climate, the media climate, Mm -hmm. they don't stay down all the way. That's right. And nobody stays up. Yeah. You know, they have, it just, fluctuates right and and you know what I, I really have been looking back and and watching carefully the hillary clinton campaign over the last um let's say let's go back to maybe around the first debate or we could even go back further up to around labor day and and that point forward i have rarely seen a campaign as on message as focused and as disciplined as the hillary clinton campaign did Name- you read drew did you read drew mcgarry's piece in deadspin where he was just, where he just said he's like everybody, basically everybody, calm the hell down. He's like, just think for a second about the apparatus that Clinton has put in place, the organization yeah. in terms of getting out the vote, in yeah. terms of call banks, in terms of getting, you know, arranging to get people to where they need to be. Whereas Trump has none of that, zero, That's none right. whatsoever. He can barely hold his upper, the upper management of his campaign. Yeah, I mean, the extent of his get out the vote campaign was this: make sure you get out and vote November twenty eighth, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, he has it. Hillary Clinton, I've never seen anything quite like this, and and it, it says a lot about her. It says a lot about the people that she's surrounding herself with that you cannot really point to a single Clinton gaffe 
let's say, and I'm not even really counting basket of deplorables as a gaffe. I think that was a great little way to define the Trump people. And it was something that they planned. It wasn't necessarily, she didn't just come up with that on the spur right. of the moment. That's something they'd been talking about. So that I wouldn't even consider that a gaffe at all. Um, I, I can't think of another gaffe. I can't think of another major Clinton strategic error. When was the last time anyone on cable news or anyone in our circles or certainly on social media was talking about, oh, that was a big mistake by the Clinton yeah, campaign? No, no, no. It's they have they've stayed very, very much on point. And I think that it's, uh, you know, I think it's been I think it's been good for her. I do. I, I genuinely do. I hope so. Yeah. God. And then watching the uh, proceedings in Philadelphia last night. I just I couldn't help but to think, and this is another thing that's contributing, going back to your original question, another thing that's contributing to my positive attitude. I, I And granted, I'm not looking at crowd sizes and going, you know, look, uh, they've got a giant crowd. That means, must mean they're going to win. I'm not saying that. Uh, and by the way, did you notice there was a psychic goat that predicted <laughs> a psychic oh, goat that predicted Hillary Clinton would win? Well, thank God. Yeah, I, I was expecting Trump to start tweeting about how the goat was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> the goat is rigged against Donald Trump. But I'm watching the the things uh, happening in, in Independence Square in Philadelphia last night and going, oh, my God, is are there bigger political rock stars than the Obamas and the Clintons right now? I mean, just let's narrow it down to just the Democratic Party. There, there are some political rock stars on the Republican side, there, but I think they're at a lower level. But, I mean, just to narrow the field and and, and make it easier on the Republicans. On the Democratic side, I don't know uh, who who can compete on the Democratic side against the Obamas and the Clintons. These are political superstars, the likes of which we have not seen maybe since JFK, going back even further in time, maybe to FDR. But I mean, I, these people, when I see them, inter- first of all, when I see them interacting and then um, when I observe them actually governing, I don't know. I can't point to anyone more competent, more presidential than this group. And I'm including, obviously, Michelle Obama, who's now going to be the rising star in the Democratic Party. She's, if not, the, the top star now competing with uh, Hillary Clinton and her husband and, and, and Barack Obama, Michelle right. Obama's, Obama's husband. I, you know, I can't imagine anyone um, more qualified to. And again, we, we always talk about dynasties and family dynasties. Some people like them. Some people hate them. But, I mean, Michelle Obama has got to run for something. <laughs> I mean, the, the, yeah, she probably will. Just to see. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing in eight years to see what we saw last night, but reversed? It's uh, the outgoing president, Hillary Clinton, her husband, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, the former president, all campaigning on the final night of the campaign for Michelle Obama's run for the presidency. I mean, it's just, I mean, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but it was one of those moments where I'm going, this kind of has to happen. Because, um, first of all, I don't see anyone else on the Democratic side who has nearly the gravitas of these four people, these four Democrats. And nor is anyone as big a rock star as uh, as the Obamas and the Clintons. So um, that was pretty exhilarating to watch that. And then to see uh, Bruce Springsteen and, and Lady Gaga came out. That was pretty amazing. That was a surprise uh, for everybody in North Carolina. And uh, Bruce Springsteen, I thought, though, was especially uh, interesting. Bruce Springsteen got all wonky. Did you hear Bruce Springsteen getting wonky? Not, no. <laughs> getting wonky last night. Here's a little bit of uh, Bruce Springsteen, and this uh, this goes to a bigger point about the uh, the parties and and celebrities. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen last night. 
Philadelphia. It's an honor to be here with President and Mrs. Obama, President Clinton, and <laughs> he's Chelsea. So, he's so awesome. I just got to say, Bruce Springsteen rules. And if we all do our part tomorrow, President-elect Clinton. <laughs> yes, yes. The choice tomorrow couldn't be any clearer. Hillary's candidacy, candidacy is based on intelligence, experience, preparation, and on an actual vision of an America where everyone counts, men and women, white and black, Hispanic and native, yeah. where folks of all faiths and backgrounds can come together to address our problems in a reasonable and thoughtful way. That vision of America is essential to sustain, no matter how difficult its realization. <laughs> Hillary sees an America where the issue of income distribution should be at the forefront of our national conversation. <laughs> See, there it is. Income distribution. Where the progress we've made in reducing unemployment is not enough, we must do better. <laughs> She has a vision of universal health care for all that will build on the work of President Obama's. She sees an America that needs to be fairer, where our highest courts look to protect the rights of all of our citizens and not just the privileged. She sees an America where the issue of immigration reform is dealt with realistically and compassionately. And she calls to an America that participates in the welfare of our planet, both in world affairs and in global science. And where the unfinished business of protecting the rights of women is not an afterthought, but a priority. This is the country where we are indeed, where we will indeed be stronger together. Now briefly, to address her opponent, this is a man whose vision is limited to little beyond himself. Wrong. Who has the profound lack of decency that would allow him to prioritize his own interests and ego before American democracy itself. Wrong. Somebody who'd be willing to damage our long-cherished and admired system rather than look to himself for the reasons behind his own epic failure. That's unforgivable. Tomorrow, those ideas and that campaign is going down. Yep, there it is. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm trying not to, to be... You know, it sucks, because I, I, I want to be very, very confident, mm. because I want to enjoy that confidence. Yeah. I want, to, I want to go through my day really reveling in the fact that by tonight, he's f***ing toast. Yeah. He's done. I know. Everything that he stands for is... I mean, granted, you know, his, the deplorables are not going anywhere. Oh, no, but, no. But they'll have no voice in government. They will not have no voice in the high, the high. Well, they'll have a voice in government, just not in the high, the absolute highest echelon of government. Yeah, that's right. You well, know, they'll no longer have he's that. He's history. All that bullshit. Everything he's put us through. All the horrible things he's done. Everything that he is will be nothing. Yeah. It's you know what he he's and you know what he'll be that I'll I'll fucking love a loser. He's a fucking loser. <laughs> that's and he's right. A failure. That's right. We will and have so much winning if I get elected. <laughs> that you may get bored with winning. Uh-huh, sure. And I just, and I just, I want to enjoy that. But of course, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hedging and I'm nervous, of yeah. course, you know, yeah. because if he wins, it's, it's, it's difficult to imagine where we go from here, what we look like after that. So, yeah, you know what, I'm, 
I, I'm certainly not going by social media, but I do feel like Clinton's got some momentum going forward. And I do feel like, you know what? All of the polls do put her ahead. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll and, you know, we're going to talk about the polls. Obviously, we've got Nate Silver's final map. We've got everyone else's final map. I even put together my own final map, uh, you know, just prefacing what we might end up seeing tonight. Um, but I wanted to say real quick before we take a break. There's there's something that also occurred to me while watching everything happening last night, which is that it must really suck. And, I, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. It must really suck to be a Republican and to see all of your favorite pop stars and celebrities just completely disconnected from your politics. Like, oh, yeah. I love Bruce Springsteen's music. And then he gets up there and delivers this wonky speech about income equality and, and, and endorsing Hillary Clinton. And then Lady Gaga goes out there. LeBron James, for God's sake, the other day. I mean, it must feel like oftentimes that if you're a Republican, certainly a Trump Republican, that you're surrounded, that you're not, that you're isolated, that there's no one who's respectable who's on your side. So you latch on to people like Ted Nugent, who was campaigning for Donald Trump yesterday. And then, of course, Donald Trump himself. And going to your point about what happens from here, the most important thing, I think, is that while the the Trump people will be moving forward and they will have a significant say in the Republican Party, because frankly, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Reince Priebus, they're all going to allow the the Trump people to uh, to run the party, just like they did with the Tea Party eight years ago. Um, but going forward, at least that movement will be somewhat decapitated without Donald Trump at the head of it. And I think that's important. Wrong. Uh, I think it's true. And uh, I think that's the most crucial aspect of all of this, because I want to say that a lot of the Trump movement has been all about, and this is not necessarily in Trump's head, but this is just generally speaking, that the Trump movement has been really all about Trump. I mean, he's a TV star. The Apprentice was on television for 11 years. He's been well-known. He's been mentioned in, in movies and TV shows. He's made cameo appearances. He's got books out there. His name is on fucking everything. And, and so, therefore, there's a celebrity kind of hero worship aspect to Donald Trump, too. People are going to his rallies in part to see, oh, that's the guy who says you're fired. That's yeah, the celebrity. And that's, and that's how it kind of started. And then it built into its own thing, where it's not just, we we don't want to just hear him say, you're fired. Now it's, we want to hear him say, we're going to build the wall. We're going to, you know, all these catchphrases. It's, yeah. really, uh, uh, it's like hearing Gary Coleman say, what you talking about, Willis? Everyone it wants is. to no, hear you're those. Right. It's, a, it's a TV catchphrase. It's a series of TV catchphrases. That's right. That's right. And we've got some of them listed here. They're not all catchphrases, but I've got some of my favorite uh, Trump phrases coming up here in, a, in just a few minutes. Plus, we're going to talk about, uh, oh, yeah, it looks like Hillary won Dixville Notch. Isn't that good news? Thank God, the political Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> First in the nation, Dixville Notch. I always like mentioning Dixville Notch. It's one of those things that you look at. Uh, they went to it live on MSNBC last night, and it was just, you know, just like the guy counting the b- ballots. Yeah. It looked like the, he was the mayor and just like four people in a room. And every election year, every uh, presidential election, we go to Dixville Notch, and it turns out Hillary Clinton won. There was a couple. I think there was a write-in vote for uh, Mitt Romney. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that. Notch. So there was actually a protest vote on the Republican side that went to Mitt Romney. So Donald Trump couldn't even get all of the Republican votes from Dixville Notch. Well, that's just that's too bad for Donald Trump. I know it's so sad. All right, we're going to come back uh, with more show right after we talk about Indochino. 
Yeah, Chess and I were just talking before uh, before we started the show about getting our uh, custom shirts, our custom suits from Indochino. I, I, you know, I don't have any uh, really uh, well tailored clothing items, and it, and that all changed when I discovered Indochino. I love this place. It's a one stop shop online for high quality custom tailored suits. Indochino is one of the largest uh, made-to-measure menswear brands. They're making it easy for men to get great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. Visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your body measurements, then kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. Four weeks. This week, uh, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389. That's $389 at Indochino.com when entering the promo code B-A-N-D-C at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus shipping, free. That's Indochino.com, promo code B-A-N-D-C for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. Indochino also has amazing holiday deals right now on their shirts, pants, and other products, too. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits, just like Donald Trump's badly fitting suits, or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks at Indochino.com. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. <laughs> Welcome back. Bill Clinton back in the White House after today, I think. Just looking at uh, Bill Clinton on the uh, on the Stronger Together plane uh, yesterday and seeing him yeah. campaign with uh, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama and, and of course, uh, Hillary Clinton. And you just, you just know what's running through his head. I get to be back in the West Wing. I love it. Can't wait to go back there. Except this time I get to just kick back and do all the fun stuff, like picking out the Christmas decorations. You know it. (laughs) Here we go, folks. Here we go. The Clinton administration part two. (laughs) You know, it's funny because we haven't really talked about that aspect of it. So great has been the Trump threat. I think think there's a, I mean, at least in my end, there's a reason for that, which is that I don't want to think about it because that actually was one of the reasons that I didn't support Clinton in 2008. I I didn't think we were ready for Clinton part two. Yeah. And some of the things that people are, are pissy about when it comes to Bill Clinton being back in the White House, I can actually understand. Yeah. You know, there, there is, I mean, I think he's, he's a lot older now and, and, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be, I mean, granted, it's going to be the same kind of insanity as it was because the Republicans will accuse them of anything and everything. Oh yeah. But I think that enough time has gone by now that the, the thought of a, of a, uh, you know, a Bill Clinton back in the White House and a Clinton presidency, you know, redo is, uh, it doesn't bother me as much. It really yeah. doesn't. Well, I think because we're on the other side of an Obama administration, two yeah, terms exactly. of, of Barack Obama, and that's changed the tone for what we expect in the White House, at least from the Democratic side. Certainly Republicans are off doing their own crazy grab-ass thing over there with Trump. But I, I think with Barack Obama as now the precedent, we have not only seen a uh, a different Bill Clinton coming out of this, who I think is has been a little bit more disciplined. I mean, remember in 2008, Bill Clinton I was do. all over the place. And this year, he's mostly kept his nose clean as far as saying, you know, improvised things that are probably not the best things to be saying. 
And I think it's also changed Hillary Clinton. Going back to what I was talking about with regard to her discipline and the, and the campaign's discipline, this is not the same Hillary Clinton that ran in 2008. No, no, no. This is, this is much different. And, I'm, and I have a real appreciation for the way that she's run this campaign. Yeah. I mean, she's just, I think she's been, I think it's been an extraordinary campaign. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the precedent of how the Obamas have carried themselves. Yeah. Never. I think you're right. I think that they, I think you're right. I think they set the standard for, for Democrats. You know, and another thing is, uh, something that I that is that is on my mind that I this is what one of the re- more than anything else this is one of the reasons why I I want her to win yeah um, it's not just about defeating Donald Trump which who is an existential threat to this country to That's the point right. where I I woke up this morning thinking anybody who hasn't voted yet and you're going out today you are you are as vital to defending the future of this country as a member of our military who carries a weapon on that's, the battlefield. That's so right. You are so you exactly are right on that. You are vital to defending what this country stands for. You are going to war today. You are doing something extraordinary that's right. to keep us free and to defeat a demagogue and a dictator as we have done throughout our nation's history. Yeah. And I think you- we're doing it, only we're doing it here. And the thing that, get, the thing that gets to me, though, the thing that I, uh, in addition to that, the, the reason I really want to see her win is that I want to see democracy, I want to see our democracy triumph over everything that has tried to thwart it. Yeah. WikiLeaks, mm-hmm. the Russian government, yeah. rogue FBI agents, all of these people <laughs> yeah. who have sought to throw this election mm-hmm. away from Clinton and in favor of Trump, I want to see us, the American people, say, fuck you, you don't win. That's right. I mean, it's amazing that uh, what this has exposed, I mean, this election has exposed a major vulnerability in the American system, at least Absolutely. in the modern age. This, the, the rise of Donald Trump and the fact that he's gotten to within five points of the American presidency um, has exposed this major glitch in the system, and it's so vitally important. Not just we're not just voting on policy right now; we're voting on the future of of how our politics are conducted. Because already, I mean, the default already was that it was tumultuous. There was lots of mudslinging. There was negativity. There was too much money in politics, and then you throw Trump into the mix with all of his various awfulness, and and, and it and it heightens the stakes, and it makes things so much more vulnerable to uh, the whimsy of a, of a populist who just has no regard whatsoever for uh, f- for maintaining a higher road, who's willing to go to the lowest common denominator to appeal to our basis instincts, which means that, you know, if you're willing to say whatever to appeal to uh, the, the knee-jerk anger and the uh, incomprehensible rage of the American people, certain segment of the American people, then you can actually achieve something. And and if you're willing to throw aside all semblance of decency and decorum, you can get this far. But it's it's so important to say that no, you can't get all the way. You can get to a certain point, but you're never going to cross the finish line. I agree. And and again, I. I all of these bad actors who have tried to influence this election, all yep. of this opposition that she says from people who have who should have no say in American politics whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I want I want the joy of being able to say, "Fuck you, Julian Assange, you failed." Yeah, 
fuck you, Vladimir Putin. You failed. That's right. You tried and you still couldn't do it. You promised, Assange, you promised you were going to get her locked up. Guess what? You didn't. You fucking failed. That's right. And those, those are the people that I think at the end of the night, and hopefully it will be at the end of tonight, um, those are the people to remain focused on. And I, I know it's going to be easy. It's certainly going to be easy for me to go around and, and, and experience a lot of schadenfreude and look at all of the uh, the Trump supporters and, and to, to turn over to Fox News Channel and see what's going on over there after they finally call this election. And, and hopefully it'll be for Hillary Clinton and to observe uh, the angst and anger and rage that they have at the fact that they've lost this thing after so much effort and so much uh, uh, emotional uh, outpouring for this ridiculous cartoon villain. Um, I, I'm really going to enjoy that. But the fact is that the, the true enemies here are not just Trump, but the people you just listed. Those are the people who the American people have to resoundly reject because it's it's so crucial to say you cannot you cannot meddle with American democracy. This right. is this is really um, almost a miniature Cold War. In, in, the, in yeah. the sense that we're not firing any shots, but we're going to war against an attitude and an ideology that, um, that, that only votes can finally put down. And I think that there's something that's t- to be commended about that. I think that's that that proves a certain semblance of American exceptionalism. If we can do this, I mean, it's 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 amazing how close and and what the balance is between um, emphasizing American exceptionalism, wh- which I think is is best exemplified in in the elevation of Hillary Clinton to the presidency and the rejection of Donald Trump, versus what could have been which is a complete breakdown of the entire system if, if Donald Trump had been elected. And, and we still don't know. I mean, he still, still could still be elected. Exactly. Don't, <laughs> we yeah. still could yeah. be elected. I'm, I got fingers crossed and all that. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm certainly not getting happy yet. But, uh, but so, uh, th- those are, are really the, the stakes of the election. It's the future of American democracy because what we know and what, we've, what Chez and I have been talking about since the very beginning with Donald Trump is that it's so easy to manipulate people into supporting something that is ultimately damaging. Absolutely. We. We will do or ingest or vote for anything that is bad for us if it's pitched just the right way. And only need to look as far as television commercials to see all the kind of kinds of bad crap that we shove into our gullets every day to know that how tremendously possible it is for someone like Donald Trump to advance this far. And uh, and how ultimately possible it is for good people to rise up and say, no, no, you're not going to do it. You're not going to get there. You're not going to screw up this entire thing that people have fought for and died for for 240 years that people have struggled for, that people have activated for. uh, You're not going to do it. it. It cannot work this way. We're not going to have some maniac who speaks in uh, in in marketing bromides and and patriotic zingers and horrendous insults uh, to be. Pre- you can't. You can't. You can't be president of the United States if you're going to do that. So yeah. so vitally important. Now, speaking of uh, of Donald Trump. I love this. This came down. You sent me this <laughs> yesterday, and I was like, "Holy crap!" He actually, he really said it. Donald Trump stole a line from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. And he didn't steal any line. He stole probably the most famous line in the entire movie, which is the Pedro speech <laughs> about uh, 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 vote for me and all your wildest dreams will come true. 
Um, here's Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite in his speech for, for class president. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Okay, that was from Napoleon Dynamite. This is what Trump said yesterday. You have one day until the election to make every dream you've ever dreamed for your country and your family to come true. He really said that. Yep. You have one day until the election to make every dream you've ever dreamed for your country and your family come true. And he's, he's right, because <laughs> we're going to banish his stupid ass, I hope. I hope. But not only that, but uh, he also kind of stole a line from the president's speech in Independence Day. This speech. We will not go quietly into the night. This thing. We will not vanish without a fight. <laughs> we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so what Trump said yesterday is that the corrupt politicians and their special interests have ruled over this country for a very long time. Today is our Independence Day, (laughs) he said. He's just an idiot. He really is. He's just a series of, like, stupid little pop culture references. (laughs) It's like Steve Bannon and Kellyanne Conway going through IMDb. Like, which lines can we steal for Mr. Trump's final teleprompter speech? And you know he doesn't remember where he got that from. He just happened to see that at some point on, like, TBS. (laughs) That's right. It's like the same place he got uh, Constitutional Crisis. He's just flipping through the channels. He's like, oh, that's a good word, Constitutional Crisis. Great, excellent. I'm going to use that one. That'll be fantastic. I'll get Crooked Hillary with that one. Wrong. Right? Sure. He's flipping through HBO. He's like, Napoleon Dynamite, good movie. Love the little Hispanic kid. (laughs) Who's with me? The Hispanics are with me. Yeah. Maybe quoting Pedro was Donald Trump's way of reaching out to the Latino voters. He said, maybe they'll get it. Maybe yeah. if I use Pedro's line, I'll, I'll boost my chances with a Latino vote. God damn it. This is so funny, right? If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Bingo. Latino vote for Trump. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. So, uh, well, we, we're, we're late for a break. We're going to take a break, come back, and uh, and see what, uh, kind of look into the, the final crystal ball and see what happens tonight right after this. Yep. Talking about Harry's razors. I'm all ready for election day. I've cleanly shaven for election day. And, and most importantly, zero razor burn. I stopped getting razor burn, and... And, you know, I know it's November. I know I'm supposed to grow a mustache, but I just love my Harry's razor too much to a- actually just let that facial hair go. i got to use my Harry's razor on my face, every part of my face, except my eyebrows. Here's something, uh, here's something I-, I really, really love about Harry's. It's annual fundraiser for men's health called Movember. Grow a mustache this month to raise money to fight uh, prostate cancer and mental illness among our veterans, or you can raise money through a fitness challenge or by hosting an event. Click to... Uh, Movember link, the Movember link at harrys.com to find out more. And while you're there, think about holiday gifts. Harry's can make your gift gift shopping as smooth as it makes your face. Harry's German-engineered razors feature a lubricating strip, an advanced flex hinge, trimmer blade for tight spots, and a comfortable no-slip rubberized handle. And for half the cost of the big brands without compromising quality. It's not too late to try the Harry Starter Kit, by the way. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the razor, a blade cartridge, and the shave gel, a $13 value. 
for less than what you'd pay for just one blade from the big guys. To get this free starter kit, go to harrys.com and subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. And for our listeners, there's an extra gift. Harry's Aftershave Balm. Reducing redness and aloe uh, with aloe and cucumber to leave your face cool and moist. But only if you support this show with the code BANDC when you check out at Harry's.com. That's with two R's, H A R R Y S.com, and use the code BANDC when you check out. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Wrong. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. And the second half of our big election day show is brought to you by the bobseska.com Amazon link. If you shop at Amazon, enter the site using our link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com and we get a teeny tiny commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show. You go shopping, you save money and uh, we get a teeny tiny commission there. All right. Oh, and make sure to bookmark it and if you have a small business, this is really important. If you have a small business, source all of your materials, uh, paper plates, paper cups, whatever you want. Uh, your coffee maker filters, all that crap. Source it at amazon.com through our uh, Amazon link. Okay, thank you for doing that. Uh, moving along here, the uh, I guess my mood has lifted quite considerably since our previous show. Yeah, I mean, I'm, again, I'm feeling pretty good about today. Yeah, um, and I'm you know when I'm trying to to make sure that that is not the result of yeah. Look, you know, let's face it, we all live in our social media bubbles now, and yeah. so obviously on my Facebook page, and I'm getting a lot of you know a lot of Clinton love, mm-hmm. but I but I do think that that removing that i think that she has some momentum yeah. going into this thing and i do think that the uh, you know i, I do kind of think that the 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 big voter turnout might be to stop trump and and i certainly think that um uh that a lot of the early voting that we saw especially you know they're they're oh, saying yeah. that in they're saying that in yeah. florida like the, so much of the uh, the early vote was uh was Hispanic. Now, granted, who the hell knows what that means? In yeah. Florida, that, you know, if you're talking about Cubans in, or Cuban-Americans in Florida, that can mean Trump. Who yeah. knows? But it, it stands a pretty good chance. It stands to reason anyway that that uh, Hillary Clinton would probably benefit from that. But we'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we'll know tonight. what we know from early voting is that uh, the women vote way up. African-American vote, way up. Latino vote, way up. I mean, massively up. I mean, to the point where the Latino vote is so huge right now, there is an outside chance that Hillary Clinton could not only win Arizona and, uh, and of course, uh, North Carolina and Florida, but also maybe Texas. The Latino vote in Texas is a pretty big deal. And I think... At some point in the last few days, I flipped over to Fox News Channel. I think even Fox News Channel had Texas as uh, either just a lean Republican or maybe even a toss-up state based on the the, the volume of that Latino vote. And I think that could be something that we should really keep an eye out. That's what's that's something we should really watch for tonight because uh, there could be a surprise due um, almost specifically to the Latino vote in states that we didn't really seriously consider as being Hillary Clinton states. And so th- there's lots of things to look for. But, I mean, as of right now, um, all of the polling aggregators have basically lined up to roughly the same numbers. Right. Uh, Nate Silver's got uh, Hillary Clinton winning with 302 electoral votes. That includes North Carolina. That includes Florida. That includes Nevada. It excludes Ohio and Iowa. 
though Ohio and I or Ohio specifically, there's a very strong chance that Ohio could end up going to Hillary Clinton, which would be even bigger. So I think, uh, and of course, the, I think the final uh, percentage uh, chance of winning here for Hillary Clinton is 71.4 to Donald Trump's 28.6. And, and again, I think a lot of my negativity and a lot of my consternation about this election had to do with the fact that even though Hillary Clinton was pretty much winning all along, except for a brief moment in late July, the problem is the problem that I've had. The thing that stressed me out is just the very fact that Trump is doing as well as he is in polls. He should never. He should have been above ten percent, as far as I'm concerned. No, he had no business being out there. No business. The, the, his behavior, uh, both uh, in rallies and 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 during debates and in interviews and certainly on Twitter, has uh, should have relegated him to, uh, to to a status around Gary Johnson and Jill Stein, quite frankly. Um, especially knowing that, you know, at least, and especially over the course of the show, certainly during our uh, collective uh, blogging careers, we have seen national politicians, state and local politicians, especially even party officials get beaten out of their careers for things far less heinous than anything Donald Trump has ever done. So forwarding a racist email, for example, forwarding a cartoon that they weren't even responsible for. They just forwarded it. And certainly it was worthy of, of pointing the finger at them. But Donald Trump does crap like that multiple times a day, every damn day, and, and has gotten away with it. That's going to be, I think, one of the biggest things that historians are going to talk about moving into the future. Yeah. Like, how was this guy able to get away with all this crap? How was he allowed to continue to endure politically, even though he said all these terrible things? So there's just uh, one of the many takeaways, one of many observations from this uh, past 17 months. Um, but here are the rest of the aggregators via Political Wire, taking Goddard's website. Uh, the New York Times upshot 84% chance of Clinton winning. 538, as I said, 72%. Sam Wong over at uh, Princeton, 99% chance for Hillary Clinton winning. Daily Coast, 92%. Huffington Post uh, is also at 98%. And I came up with my map, which is not too different than those maps. Uh, and that map is pretty much the same. Are I've you got- unskewing? I'm unskewing. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just lining up with everybody else. I'm being, <laughs> being kind of somewhat safe here, uh, but I'm sticking my neck out as far as the electoral vote total. 323. I'm saying 323 electoral votes for uh, Hillary Clinton at the end of the day. Yes. And I hope it's at the end of the day. You know, that's the other thing that... How uh, many electoral votes are there? See, I don't know this kind of... 538. Okay, I, I'm saying uh, 500. Oh, that's where they get the name from. Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. So I'm suddenly Phoebe and friends. We can visit, we can have we can have uh, lunch at Central Park and then go get coffee at Central Park. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, I'm betting uh, 537. 537. That's right. Uh, go to go to Clinton. Yeah, that's right. Donald Trump is going to get that one electoral vote from Maine. That one <laughs> sort of separate electoral the, the one little electoral vote from Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, See, if you listen to me when I talk about politics, you're a fucking moron because I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't even pretend to know everything. <laughs> well, I don't know anything. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I I don't know. As of right now, I don't think Donald Trump has voted yet. Uh, I know there were some people on Twitter saying, uh, "Is Donald Trump going to vote?" I wonder if Donald Trump's registered to vote. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if it turned no, he out has he has to have somebody read the uh, read the ballot to him? That's right. Someone's got to go in there with him and point to the right buttons to press, or otherwise he's not going to be able to do Wrong. it. Wrong. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've got Hillary Clinton winning North Carolina, Hillary Clinton winning Florida, Hillary Clinton winning Nevada, 
And I've got uh, Trump winning Ohio and Iowa. Yeah, big stretch. It's basically the same as the... uh, So, and I'm working all damn day. So by the time we get around to, you know, I'm guessing, by the time I'm anywhere near ready to leave work today, I think we'll have a pretty good idea of what the East Coast looks like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because here's kind of what we're uh, we're looking at for the evening. Uh, At 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Virginia, with its 13 electoral votes, will... uh, will have its results in. Uh, that's when polls close. Well, it may not have its results in. I think right. they will. I, I don't think Virginia is going to be too close to call or too early to call or anything like that. I think it's going to be right. securely for uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, Georgia, I think Georgia, with its 16 electoral votes, will go to Trump. This is all at 7 o'clock. Indiana, Vermont, South Carolina, Kentucky will all close, and we kind of have a sense uh, in terms of how those states are going to go. Um, I don't know if Georgia is entirely in the bag for Trump. I mean, it, it just that all probably is. It probably is, though. Uh, Seven thirty, we'll have uh, North Carolina and Ohio. I mm-hmm. think at that point, if North Carolina goes for Hillary Clinton, we'll know uh, the outcome of the election. Right. Uh, at least in terms of the numbers, there's a, the other outlier, which is will Trump concede? And oh, that's that's the thing. That's what's keeping me up late tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. I mean, that's what you know. I'm trying to decide whether I want to go get a drink. Oh yeah, because I know West Hollywood's going to be insane. Oh right, right. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we but, we yeah, don't know. I mean, I mean, but but watching, sitting there watching, I'll probably just sit there with a bottle of bottle of bourbon in my, <laughs> um, in my apartment. Uh, but I mean, yeah, w- wondering whether he's going to concede. I'm betting he's not. My money's on he's not conceding. And if he is yeah. conceding, he's not doing it tonight. That's right. That's right. At I, best, I think at best, at best, he'll do it maybe tomorrow within the next couple of days just to leave people hanging. Well, that's right. And just, I think just to remain the center of attention for a little while. David Frum had a really good point on Lawrence O'Donnell last night, which is to say that Donald Trump doesn't necessarily need to concede if Hillary Clinton gets a uh, gets calls from congressional leadership, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, uh, yeah. maybe even Reince Priebus acknowledging her as the winner. That'll be enough. Right. And then, then it'll just be Trump. And even if she doesn't get that, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. What matters is that she's got the electoral votes and she wins. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. She gets that. I don't care how much these babies want to hold out. That's she right. can get up there and go, fuck you, I won. Yeah. And of course, but what we'll see is we'll see uh, the networks uh, calling the election for Hillary Clinton at some point this evening. And and what we'll see is a lot of Trump Sean, people. Sean Hannity jumping off the top of uh, the Freedom Tower. Well, what we'll, what we'll be seeing is that uh, the, the Trump people on Twitter and elsewhere, certainly on cable news, will say, well, no, it's not over until Trump concedes. Right. Yeah, and, and so they'll, they'll try to drag this out. They won't go quite. I seriously I got, I got don't think they're watching, watching Sean Hannity lose his fucking mind is going to be just one of the most satisfying <laughs> things imaginable. I know. I, and that's what really, to me, the most exciting part about this. And, and again, just generally speaking, one of the reasons why I'm so positive is I'm just really jazzed about it being election. Yeah, I just love I this never, process. I was never that guy. I was never. You know me. I've, I've said it before. I'm like, I've one of the things that I can't stand about this new whatever this this sort of Republican, this con- not I don't even call it Republican, this conservative attitude that like, mm-hmm. oh, we do things just because it pisses off the libtards. I yeah. hate that. Oh, yeah. But in this one case, I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to kind of, yeah, I'm going to kind of, uh, uh, you know, drink Scott Tennerman's tears. 
I'm gonna kind of enjoy this a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna like watching Hannity just completely lose his mind. Oh yeah, yeah. I you can't. Know, I'm I, going to enjoy watching Ducey and that that idiot Brian Kilmeade make excuses. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, especially it, knowing provided it provided it happens, and who knows, it may not. I'm I'm I am, uh, you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, and especially knowing that the other side has been basically rallying around this. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. And uh, and this too. You will have so many victories that will be coming out of your ears. You may get tired of them. <laughs> and this. I will be so good at the military, your head will spin. And this. I have a very substantial chance of winning. Make America great again. We're going to make America great again. I have a substantial chance of winning. <laughs> what the hell was that even? Yep. Oh, idiot. my God. Yeah. So, just um, an idiot. And by, uh, by the way, just to wrap this up, 8 o'clock, that's when Florida closes, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Illinois, Maine, Missouri, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Alabama, Connecticut, Maryland, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Tennessee. That's at 8 o'clock Eastern time. When all those close, yeah, we're going to we're going to kind of know. They're not going to officially call it until the West Coast, of course. I think that's the prudent thing to do. That's what they right. normally do. Um and that's uh at 11 o'clock Eastern. That's when California closes, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, Idaho, and then uh 1 o'clock in the morning, Alaska. Alaska is the last one. But uh, 11 o'clock Eastern, that's when you really keep an eye on your television. That's when the networks will most likely call this thing for hopefully Hillary Clinton. And at that point, you can feel free to get happy. Um, All right. We're going to take one last break and come back uh, with more election talk right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little bit of my Schadenfreude coming into play here. Just say, say goodbye, say goodbye to the the Trump people, the alt right, and their little stupid movement. Yeah. This is like for uh, this is for that Trump bro on that street corner. Where was it in L- L.A. with his shirt off, screaming about getting my burrito, bitch, and all that crap? Yep. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. You know who's come out on top? Obama. That's who come who comes out on top, and uh, Hillary Clinton, of course. But. <laughs> what? This is damn Yankees, isn't it? This is Night Ranger. Night Ranger. So it is. All right. See, because I'm for a minute there, because I remember Jack Blades joined uh, Damn Yankees. Yeah. 
That's right. And with, so with... I'm like, I thought you were mocking Ted Nugent. There for a second. <laughs> no, not quite. My, my knowledge of uh, my knowledge of of '80s rock isn't that good. Apparently, that, well, this is this pre- precedes the damn Yankees and that uh, unholy alliance between Night Ranger and Ted Nugent. Yeah, Night Ranger, <laughs> Ted Nugent, and Tommy Shaw sticks. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so yeah, we don't know. I mean, we could. By the way, uh, programming note: we're going to be doing the show tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. Uh, no show on Thursday, and then we're going to be coming back. Uh, I'm doing an after party with uh, Kimberly Johnson's going to be sitting in for uh, for Chaz on Friday, so we're going to be doing that. And uh, but but stay tuned. We're going to be doing the show uh, with a complete election wrap up uh, tomorrow morning. I don't know how much we're going to have to say because we're actually sp- spilling the beans on most of it now. Right. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot to react to because yeah, honestly, I think that yeah, I think that we'll we'll get to react. We'll get to we'll get to finally either be calm or or be terrified, one or the other. That's right. And I do think that uh, we may end up doing a show before uh, Trump has conceded. I, I honestly think that uh, there, well, you know what? There's there's part of me that's going. You know what? He's just going to give up. He's just going to walk away because he's, you know, he's just one of these sore losers. He's going to upend the uh, the game board and storm off. Uh, I think he's going to say something because people are going to be gathered. At, I think it's at maybe it's at Trump Tower. He's got both candidates are going to be in New York City tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he has to say something. The question is what? Well, yeah. he doesn't have to. Trump doesn't have to do anything. Right. If he if he does lose. Yeah. It's interesting to think that all bets are off. Yeah. In other words, he gets his Twitter feed back. Mm. He gets, and he is just going to be hell bent on revenge. Yeah, I think there's one part of him who will feel liberated by the fact. Probably, that I think you're probably right. The election's over, so I think he's just going to be. He he's going to go off. People are just going to be. Kellyanne Conway is just going to stand behind him and pull that string in his back and just let him go. <laughs> I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, if if. If he concedes, and I don't know if he's he's going to, uh, Donald Trump Jr. isn't so sure whether uh, he'll concede. He'll he'll concede. He said if it's legit. Donald Trump Jr. God, said if it's legit. Yeah, my father will concede if he loses tonight. You know if it's legit. Unbelievable. And by the way, can we also can we also read the uh, eulogy for the the Trump boys in yeah, terms please. of any political future that they might have? Anyone with the Trump name attached to them has a very slim if zero chance of ever doing anything again. Because, I mean, it's so so amazing. he's really destroyed the brand on this. ruined the brand. Utterly crapped all over it. And, you know, the Trump boys, even without Donald Trump's campaign, I think would have had a hard time running knowing that there were those god-awful f***ing pictures of them out there uh, holding those dead exotic animals. And I think that's a big issue. I think (laughs) think the very fact that they're so similar to Patrick Bateman in the way they comport themselves and the way they look and, and who they are, I think there are many, many negative Negatives, but the biggest one, obviously, is going to be Trump. And I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, which is that uh, win or lose, the Republican Party is going to be tied to Trump. I know we're going to be, I certainly was speaking for myself when I say that I am going to be tying the Republican Party to Trump as long as they continue to pander to Trump. Sure. They, they allowed this to happen. Yeah, I mean, and I nobody on on the center left where I consider myself to be, no one wants to have a a some sort of mutual understanding with the Republicans more than I do. I think there needs to be at least, and not, I'm not talking about policy, but I'm just talking about resetting the of tone course. of no, American politics, where we have experts and we have institutions that people rely upon. I mean, I I couldn't agree have agreed more with David Frum on on uh, Bill Maher the other night, which I I thought what he was saying he was getting a bum rap. From 
from the panel, but I thought what he was saying was actually true, which is that Americans have lost faith in our institutions. The best thing that he recommended coming out of this election is that Trump supporters and Clinton supporters alike, instead of incessantly watching cable news and following Facebook and the blogs and everything like that, Get yourself a subscription to the New York Times. Get yourself a subscription to the Washington Post and just read the fucking paper. I think that one of the best things that Americans can do coming out of this is to all agree that even though it's highly flawed, that uh, that newspapers, that the traditional press, that what we used to consider to be the gatekeepers have value in the debate. And I think one of the things that have caused us to get to this point is that we have devalued all of our information sources. No one has an agreed upon set of facts. No, of course not. Instead, you've got the right, you know, listens to Alex Jones. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Alex Jones had a uh, final argument against Hillary Clinton. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know if you heard this. No, I've got I've got tape. I got the tape right here. (laughs) You got the tape. I've got the documents, right? (laughs) This is Alex Jones. And I know that uh, uh, Chez is going to rip his earbuds out of his ear when he hears this. But this is actually Alex Jones final argument against Hillary Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Murder the Christians. (laughs) Destroy everything. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You notice drunk is. Yes. But still stumbling forward more blood. As she falls down, they go, our God must be lifted back up. Stick with this. There's there's a wrap up. <laughs> more blood of oh my God. <laughs> Sell the baby parts. Arrest the reporters that exposed for keeping babies alive. Eat the hospitals with their bodies. <laughs> Have the Pepsi taste <laughs> testing systems be based on fetal tissue. What? All demonic systems genetically engineer all the crops <laughs> overthrow creation more blood that's hillary <laughs> that's and hillary just beat him in the side of the head with a two by four just take a two by four and just hit him you know what just again i, I keep using this just pull a fucking negan on him and just pound him in the head with a baseball, baseball bat, bat until, until his eyeballs pop left. out yeah all of that is just groaning and making noises like a zombie and talking about, I don't know, something having to do with the Pepsi taste test and fetus know, parts. What a monumental idiot. <laughs> and he says, and he wraps it up by saying, that's Hillary. <laughs> that's Hillary, sure. Fucking buffoon. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, here as we wrap up the show, here are my, because uh, you know, I promised to do this and I almost entirely forgot, but here are my top 10 most ridiculous Trump quotes. My final thought before you run off and vote, except for the post-mortem show, which is coming up next. Number 10, we'll have so many victories, they'll be coming out of your ears. Number 10. Number 9, I have a substantial chance of winning. Make America great again. Make America great again. I have a substantial chance at winning. That's the actual thing. I have a very substantial (laughs) chance of winning. Make America great again. We're going to make America great again. I have a substantial chance of winning. Uh, Number 8, you may get bored with winning, of course. Number 7, she really doesn't have her own words. That was the thing he said about Hillary Clinton. Uh, Number 6, I have to say this. He hit my hands. Nobody has ever hit my hands. Uh, Number five, look at my African-American over there. Look at him. Number four, make sure to get out and vote on November 28th. That is, of course, very important if there's any Trump listeners listening right uh, right now. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th. Right. Number three, I feel like a supermodel except like times 10, which is uh, one of my... (laughs) 
one of my favorite lines. I don't know. Do I have it here? So many victories. I have the best words. I, I, God, I don't see. Oh, here it is. Yeah. I feel like a supermodel except like times 10. <laughs> Number two, of course, is uh, up until recently was my absolute favorite Trump quote, and this is it. I know words. I have the best words. And then, uh, of course, number one, number one, uh, my favorite and most ridiculous Trump quote, no puppet, no puppet, you're the puppet. That is, uh... and again, these are all just the silly things he said. There are lots of, lots of, lots of horrendous, treacherous, terrible things he said, too, but, uh, but uh, focusing on the silly ones. Uh, right, Mr. Trump? Wrong. Right. Okay, so uh, that is the uh, Election Day show. I hope you're listening on Tuesday today on Election Day because otherwise uh, Wednesday will no longer be timely. Uh, make sure to get out and vote and vote for Hillary Clinton. And uh, please, tune in to the show tomorrow too. We'll be wrapping up the election. Uh, special Wednesday morning show. And post-mortem show coming up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Sign up now and uh, we'll see you over there. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.